Welcome to the news broom, the new news broom, mostly the same-ish. We're still talking about the news. I'm still JP. There's still Vinny. There's still Kyle. We're just doing this half as often. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm okay, uh, but I think we should call it the Moo Moo's broom. The Moo Moo's broom? <laughs> yeah, are we going to yeah, make this all about cows? Yeah. Well, I, th- I thought we were talking about uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, opinions on anime boobs. Oh my god, I was going to say that we could wear cows play. Uh, how are you doing, Vinny? <laughs> I was doing very well until I, we made those bad jokes right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's weird that we were moved to uh, a bi-weekly magazine. You know, it's it's funny that we did that because the first week that we took off, nothing happened. So I don't think we would have had a show anyway. Uh, it seems that everything news relevant happened over the last like five days it's so much news this week yeah and a lot of it's bad some of it's good but all of it's on gonzo.moe which is where you can find this and many other episodes of the podcast we also do the no name anime show we rotate these every other week i think the next no name show oh goodness are we going to talk about licorice recoil the final episode aired last night Definitely. I'm going to be watching that this week to finish it all up. I can't remember what else we said we'd talk about. We did summertime rendering on the last one up through episode 12, I yeah. believe. And uh, I think that you, I think it was just you and Noel and said that you were going to be watching stuff. I'm going to watch Licorice and maybe read a manga. Yeah. So look forward to that, people. I've been reading a lot of manga. I've I read the first manga of Rascal Does Not Dream of a Bunny Girl Senpai. And uh, I started reading volume two of Fre- Frenin. Frenin. I should probably learn how to say that word. And I finished the first three volumes of Island in a Puddle. So a lot of a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you want more episodes of our podcast, they are on Apple Podcasts. They're on Google Podcasts. They're also on Spotify. Just look for Gonzo.moe. You can follow us on Twitter. And if you want to leave us voicemails, you can do so at 716-46-MOE-43. That's 716-466-6343. Let's do some news. Where are the demons? Bring on the pain! So, a little bit of a change to the format, but not a huge change. So we're not going to cover every little thing as we usually do, because we have two weeks worth of news Uh, The main thing that I want to talk about before we get into kind of our more hand-picked stuff is uh, all of the different license announcements that we've had. I find that those tend to be the most important things to anime fans. Uh, This is more anime and manga that we can consume. Uh, So we have uh, some anime going to High Dive. They're going to be streaming a series called Eminence in Shadow that will be starting in the fall. Uh, they also are going to be streaming Love Flops. And I think I had one more high dive. Uh, it's a are, big one. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a couple more. It's uh, a shocking one. One of them is shocking. One of them ah. is shocking. Uh, we have Management of a Novice Alchemist. Uh, My Master Has No Tail and Encouragement of Climb, the next summit. I wonder if they had the other Encouragement of Climb. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, but the biggest one for high dive is they got Ursae Atsura. Yeah, the brand new series that's yet mm-hmm. to launch. I did not see that one coming. I guess I just assumed Crunchyroll would have it, but uh, since well, I... an obvious reason to assume that. It is a Anaplex show. Oh, I didn't even consider that. I just yeah. know that they did the last Takahashi. Uh, the last two Takahashi, I believe. Yeah, um, right. This is... Uh, it's going to be showing on Noitamina in Japan. And so that's a, this is no matter how you think about it, a huge get. And especially in light of Funimation's kind of recent shittiness, <laughs> uh, or sorry, Crunchyroll's recent shittiness um, in kind of, you know, it's good that this is some healthy competition, right? Yeah. Like that's a real draw, I think. And uh, do you think that this signals though, that, Crunchyroll thinks that Yurusa Yatsura is a small series, so they didn't like bid higher for it, or is this just like an absolute coup for High Dive? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's hard to say because so uh, High Dive slash Sentai put out Rene, 
uh, which was Rumika Takahashi's last anime, and was... Does her current manga have an anime? I feel like it might. It's called like Mao Chan or something. Um, but then obviously Discotech was putting out the Arisei Yatsura movies and the original television series. I don't think Funimation slash Crunchyroll has ever done any of her stuff, have they? I guess Yashihime. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's always been Viz. And even actually Funimation was just like a partner because uh, I believe Viz was doing Yashihime. It was just getting streamed on other services. Yeah, Viz is the ma- still the master licensor on that one. Uh, yeah, this is this is a this is a big one. But is it just big for people like us? I wonder. I mean, it is a dated production show, which is itself a, you know, a bit of a thing now with JoJo's and um, Cells at Work being sort of popular shows. So it's a good team on it. I guess to, to me, this reflects a little bit that they have some of that AMC money now. Yeah. And whenever you see a big merger like Funimation Crunchyroll, you're going to see them pick up less things overall. Like they, they will not pick up as much as they would have individually. I know that generally the Noe Tominous stuff would go to Funimation. I don't know if that was across the board a rule, though. Uh, yeah, Amazon's been weird, though, because for a while, like um, Amazon Prime was getting all that stuff. And oh, yeah. It. Yeah, I don't know. It should be uh, it should be interesting to see what happens. I have High Dive, so I'll still get to watch it. Uh, I guess that means that the usual uh, Sentai people will be in the dub and not necessarily the, I don't know. They all kind of are in all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, it, it looks- it also reflects, I think, that Sentai is kind of run by a bunch of like old school um, anime fans. So this would, that they would true. They would probably bid much higher than they would otherwise on a show that's purely out of their own nostalgia that they can justify it. I suppose they have been getting uh, more old school stuff than Crunchyroll or Funimation because they got was it Hallelujah Boys or whatever the show that uh, Land of Obscusion is really into and. Um, if you like old stuff, I mean, they're second only to Discotech. Yeah, I'm going to say they right? had Dunbine, and they had uh, a couple other... Yeah, Votons, yeah. Dunbine. Yeah, that's what they I was put, trying to think of. They put out a ton of stuff that, like, if you like, you know, even like, if you like older than 80s stuff, they're one of the few people in town who are putting yeah. it out. Well, yeah, they're they doing the best mecha catalog of old stuff, honestly, even compared to Discotech. Are they the ones that are putting out the Oniami's 4K, or is that a japan import thing i can't remember i think it's maybe both i know that like you can buy it through sentai but i think that it might just be like an import i don't know if it's getting like a localized native release oh it looks like there was one other high dive thing that i think i just put under the wrong category uh they're also adding loop in the third part three oh uh, right pink lupon yeah yeah. 25th it looks like so Pink Lupin's having a moment between that and the other Lupin announcement. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, there are some new... Uh, these are... Uh, looks like manga. Uh, we have My New Life as a Cat. And then... What is this other one called? Solos in a Cage. Uh, so those are a couple manga. Looks like there's one in the middle that just doesn't have its name. Cinderella It's called Closet. Cinderella Closet. Uh, and then what else? I think I had Starfruit Books is putting out uh, Below the Ceiling. That is a manga. And then we have another Seven Seas. We have Please Go Home, Miss Akatsu, uh, My Girlfriend's Child, and I Didn't Mean to Fall in Love. And I thought I had one more manga thing, but it looks like that may be all of them. Oh, Yen Press. Uh, the Summer Hikaru Died. Uh, yeah, I'm we pretty also- excited for... Um- Below the ceiling. I've liked some of the stuff I've read by uh, Minami Kyuta. What uh, what else has this author? I read um, the the Blood Red Boy that they did. It's a short, seventeen page uh, story, and I'm, I just I ordered a copy of um, not all the girls are stupid uh, from a little comic book store here. Nice. So I recommend that it isn't like very Jose work, which you don't see a ton of in America, especially now. <clears throat> so I always kind of support that as a space and. It's some sort of good romance storytelling. If you want to see that, I recommend. I think JP, you'd like uh, at least the Blood Red Boy. Copy that. Yes, yeah, Starfruit's uh, company. I've really started to follow a lot. Uh, they've been putting out some good stuff. Well, a lot of yeah, their stuff like a is cool on indie Ozergy. publisher. 
Um, we also have some Tubi announcements, which is always interesting because I don't really think of them as a, I guess, a licensor, but there's a lot of stuff that is unique to Tubi. Uh, there is a series called Sushi Sumo uh, that will be added uh, to their service with a dub. It's based on a picture book that came out last April. Uh, does it say whether it's already streaming? I can't. Oh, just a stream, so I assume that means that it's already on there. Uh, the one that caught me off guard is BDEX, and BDEX Neo uh, is on Tubi now. Uh, those Just are, super cool. Uh, those are from the creator of Saint Seiya, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, this is uh, some good more Land of Obscurion news. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, this one was one that I actually had to, I had to look it up because I thought they'd already put it out. Uh, Carol and Tuesday is going to get a home video release from Sentai Filmworks. Uh, it turns out that was a Netflix anime. So I saw, uh, of course, uh, Sentai is not, they're not union, right? So we're probably going to get a redub That this. is likely. Although people were saying in the forums that in their advertisement, I didn't look too in-depth into this, but it said in the advertisement they uh, refer to the dub cast that was used so either they're using that dub or they're going to redub it with the same people. It's it's just worth mentioning this in regards to the big news this week. <laughs> That's why I wanted to bring it up. Yes. I mean, this is also the first time I think we've seen Sentai pick up anything from Netflix since the AMC buyout. Oh, yeah. Purchase. So that might change. Their, I, you know, I'm going to be interested to see where they land in the next year or so. It seems to be maybe a more positive move than other mergers we've seen the past year and this is also i think a, a unique grab because normally uh funimation and Crunchyroll get this stuff um from watanabe you know of course behind bebop and things like uh god uh space dandy, dandy. Space dandy. but i think after Terra and the resonance that must not have done too great for them well and i get it i put out kids on the slope i think yes oh and interesting they've, and they've also had a have some relationship with Netflix more so than I think other companies do. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Netflix is going to be streaming Pokemon Ultimate Journey uh, starting October 21st. Uh, we have a. Oh, I missed one of the manga ones because I'm going out of order. Iridori Comics is putting out I Fell for My Friend's Older Sister, plus My Older Sister's Friend is Annoying, and Midnight Rendezvous. Uh, those are manga. It looks like one of those may be just a very long title. <laughs> uh, what else? I think the other one is the uh, Crunchyroll streaming um, schedule. Uh, although for some reason they put out this other one separate from the others. It says St. Cecilia and Pastor Lawrence uh, is a TV anime that will be streaming on Crunchyroll. I do not recognize that. Maybe it's part of the current season. I'm not sure. Uh, but they also put out their fall 2022 schedule. Uh, they have I'm a Villainous, so I'm Taming the Final Boss, Legend of Galactic Hero, Season 4, uh, My Hero Academia, Spy Family, Izaki-chan Wants to Hang Out Season 2, Berserk Golden Age Memorial Edition, which uh, I had tagged as something to talk about later, uh, Pop Team Epic Season 2, Raven of the Inner Palace, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Memory, uh, Beast Tamer, Idolish, Third Beat, Shinomi no Toki, Vazrock the Animation, Mob Psycho 103. We're going to talk about that a lot. Uh, Do It Yourself. Uh, it says uh, that that's getting a Spanish dub, but it doesn't list English uh, weirdly. So I wonder if it's not getting an English, but it's getting a Spanish dub. Uh, Move Love Alternative Season 2, The Human Crazy University, Legend of Mana, Teardop Crystal, Blue Rock, Bochi the Rock, uh... Uh, Blue Lock and Bochi the Rock. Sorry. Welcome to Demon School, Aruma Kun, Chainsaw Man, To Your Eternity, Tokawa, Over the Moon for You, and then uh, all of the stuff that they had currently, it says, will continue to stream. So stuff from previous seasons. A lot, a lot of anime going to Crunchyroll. That shouldn't be a surprise. Anything out of there uh, that is sticking out to either of you two? Not really. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch Chainsaw Man and My Hero. 
Yeah, uh, I wanted to get Chainsaw Man. I've heard you know, everyone's talking about it. It's already seems to be the biggest thing. And like Witch of Mercury, I'll talk about. I'll watch. Oh yeah, Witch of Mercury. I am interested in uh, Berserk, the Golden Age arc. I have that marked as something to talk about. I am confused as to what it is. It seems that it is the movie cut up into TV episodes with new footage, uh, which has people wondering if maybe that's going to get a redub then because just Crunchyroll doesn't seem to be concerned with keeping actors consistent. Mm. Um, I don't know if we need another Berserk Golden Age anime, but why not? Uh, I believe that is all of our license announcements. Uh, so I had a couple new series tagged. Uh, Girlfriend, Girlfriend is getting another season. Uh, I don't know why. I, I think I've seen people say that that's particularly good. I think that's why I tagged that. Housing Complex C we already know about, but a trailer, a dub trailer came out that is going to be premiering on, I believe, October 1st. Uh, first or second, I guess, however you want to delineate that, because it uh, is on Toonami and will be airing at midnight. Uh, I didn't realize that was only four episodes long. I thought that was going to be a uh, regular length TV series. Uh, but yeah, it, it's weird that they're doing so many of these short series out of um, Toonami. I'm wondering if that has to do with like the ownership uh, changing. And they're like, okay, well, we cut your budget in half. I don't know, because, what is it, Uzumaki is shorter, we've got the shorter Fuli Cooley seasons, although those have always been six episodes. I think it might have been because of the status. Uh, I saw that the uh, Toonami guy was talking on Twitter about, like, apparently some people were complaining, like, what else has this guy done? Like, he's done nothing, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, yeah, like, I met him when we were, you know, kind of like doing my licensing stuff when I was over in Japan and he was really passionate about this. And I like, you know, kind of was like, he convinced me. And so I went to the, you know, mats and kind of was like, we should support him and we should do this. Okay. But it sounds like this is his first thing. And so maybe that's why this is shorter. I think it looks cool. Uh, I get Junji Ito vibes from it, uh, which I guess is not surprising considering they also were doing some Junji Ito anime. Uh, but it is, uh, yeah, it's going to be premiering soon, and then uh, it'll be the next day available on the HBO app. So that is how I'll be watching it. Uh, Tokyo Mew Mew, I think that already came up. That will be getting a second season in April. Uh, Lupin the Third, Cat's Eye. That's something that I think both of you wanted to talk about. I don't know anything about anything. So tell me about Lupin. Do you want to go first, Vinny? Sure. Uh, so this, I think, is a 50th, 40th anniversary project uh, for the two different franchises. Um, it is taking our two two big um, thief storylines groups. So we have Lupin, obviously, you know, Master Thief, we've talked about a lot of times. But Cat's Eye is one that's kind of never... I don't think it's been as big. Uh, definitely not here. Um, yeah. Of, yeah. Like it's... A, it's very like a licorice right? recoil. Yes, it's um in the same same creator as City Hunter, so uh, Sukasa Hojo. But it's obviously not as big as City Hunter traditionally. No. But they did appear I think, in the new City Hunter film as characters. Did you watch the trailer that they put out? I watched the teaser for this. Yes. Okay, so I think that's maybe the most disappointing part of this, and like actually seeing it. Uh, not just that it opens up with the Amazon logo splashed across it, uh, which is sad for me personally, but uh, this is a CG anime project. Uh, but whereas in the past we've seen Lupin specials, like, you know, we, that uh, CG Lupin that was like very high production values, but mm -hmm. people still had problems with, like, looked, I think it looked really good though, even if it looked very different. Look good, bad story. Yeah, right. But it looked very good. Whereas this, this looks like a budget production by comparison. So I'm a little bit worried. Uh, very wooden, you know, character movement. Uh, and especially as, you know, Cat's Eye and Lupin, they're very movement-based and they're, you know, a lot of like funny gags and things. I'm, I'm worried. But at the same time, I do think it's cool. Uh, is this our first like new revival of Pink Jacket, Lupin? 
Um, he appeared in a few episodes of part five. Okay, so just shame up. But it, it is cool that they're doing this. I think normally we would, you know, see Red Jacket or something. But uh, it's a nice contrast, the art that they have showing, because it's the one cat's eye lady with a blue ju- um, jumpsuit. And then we have Pink Jacket Lupin and a nice versus. Yeah, will it actually be a verse? This makes sense. Um, I know when anime uses the term verse, they kind of, it, it more often means and. Like it right. would have been good to have the head of, you know, when the head of Conan versed Lupin to have an actual competition between the two of them. Yeah, it seems like they're bo- um, both groups are trying to steal the same object, and yeah. there's going to be a nice cat and mouse and back and forth. I mean, in, in the animation, this is going to end with them handshaking at some point. If it doesn't, I'm disappointed. True. No, my my actual what, what scared me about this is uh, what they what the uh, directors who are making this also worked on, and that includes the very bad uh, Godzilla anime from a few years ago. Uh, those uh, three films. Right, but they also worked on Nice Sidonia, and I like that. I've, yeah, I've heard good things. I mean, this I'm holding my. It's just a teaser; it's 45 seconds, so we'll see what it actually looks like when it's released. Um, just keep your fingers crossed, folks. Uh, hopefully, this is a good Lupin crossover, and not uh, one that will be memory hold immediately. Mm-hmm. Nothing in Lupin memory hold. It'll all get brought up by us psychos who like Lupin. Yeah, I. Uh... I like Lupin, Lupin, but I never really, I don't know. There's so much of it. Okay. It's like James Bond. You can just pick one. You don't have to start anywhere. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have? I mentioned Berserk. Uh, Rascal does not dream of a bunny girl came up. Uh, They are making an anime of the eighth and ninth novel. So that's pretty neat. Uh, some people are speculating that it could be a movie. Uh, I haven't really looked too deeply into the anime. I know that there's a series. I've been watching that. But I think there is also a movie. So it could go either way. With that, uh, Way of the House Husband is getting another season in January. Is that the Netflix one where it was like not animated? Yeah, that one was really surprising to me because it seemed that at least uh, outside of Japan, it got not a whole lot of love. But I don't know how... It must have done well if they're making more of it. Uh, Agretzico is getting a final... Fifth and final season that will be coming out in February. Uh, (laughs) Roni Kenshin is getting a new anime uh, coming out next year. That sure is something. (laughs) I don't know why we keep making Kenshin. Uh, Even outside of the creator being a pedophile... The series did not, like, it got canceled back when it came out, uh, was always my understanding, uh, because just nobody was watching it. I don't know. I, I, I have fond memories of Roni Kenshin. I really enjoyed the first two seasons, but even before uh, the news came out about, um, I'm forgetting his name, Watsuki, like, I had gotten tired of the franchise, so it's it's just strange to me that they keep keep bringing it back because I don't hear anybody asking for more Kenshin. Yeah, this is one of those, like, what does he have on people um, that, is, <laughs> right? that is keeping him up? But actually, like, could it happen? And not, not to sound conspiratorial. But, like, what does he know that he keeps getting new? He's like, it feels like he's getting more things now, after, like, yeah. post-arrest. Oh, yeah, they made those movies. I think it had a, like, a stage play. He had a new manga I think it's probably it. those movies. Those movies were really popular, like the li- especially the live action adaptations. Like it's one of the few to like successfully make the jump to live action. I think it had a stage play. It's I. Here's it, the thing: I don't even like Lupin. I'm oh, sorry. I, I love Lupin. Don't come at me, people. I lo- uh, I don't even like Roni Kenshin. I've seen yeah. it all. Uh, I think it's just a bad show, straight up. Uh, like what a, and, and the fact that like such a bad show and such a piece of shit keep on you know like damn stop giving this man your money don't watch this i i don't have any like desire to watch all of this series but i am very curious if it starts at the same place uh how that first episode goes because to me the first episode of the original series it's it's like one of my favorite episodes of anime. So I would be interested to see how a modern crew does that same story. 
but yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing anymore. Uh, There's one other story I want to tag that um, didn't get highlighted. Uh, A1 Pictures produces uh, Eisenflugel anime film with director Seiji Mizushima. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I had that on here and I overlooked it. What uh, what can you tell me about Eisenflugel? I've never heard of Eisenflugel, but I do like what um, other things Seiji Mizushima has done, um, particularly some of his films. And this is, I guess, the Type Moon thing because it's coming out of apparently the Type Moon. Uh, work, which is not the most exciting thing for me, but I do, you know, one, it's an anime movie, so those are always nice. We don't get enough, like, weird films, but the poster's got, like, a, an airplane and a phoenix on it. So it's goofy and weird. Um, I'm looking, but I'm excited for it. It'll probably be high budget. It's A1 Pictures. It'll look good, at least. I'm looking Did you at see the Gen Urobuchi comment that he offered for this project? Oh, is this the one that's oh, based on something Gen Urobuchi did? I read the first line and then I stopped reading because nothing nothing can top that first line. Okay, so it's not actually so it's put uh, so ANN the way that they have their you know their stories uh, structured right. Normally, like when they're when you go to this different paragraph structure, it indicates that this is like oh here's what the show is about. But it's Genorobuchi giving a comment that's just a big block text, and it's him describing the story. Apparently, this was this began over twenty years ago. Uh, with some aerogay company called Nitro Plus, and they asked the script writer to go, oh, would you do this thing that we have? Uh, we have it, there's an, imagine a dragon and a jet, and I want you to write a one core anime project about it. And he started to do it, but then everyone just forgot about it. <laughs> and then, like, apparently, again, like, within the past few years, nearly 20 years later, they're like, ah, oh, hey, I remember this thing I was working on. Let me, and he started to work on it again. And resubmitted it, and Anaplex is like, yep, cool, we got it. So, again, nearly 20 years later, we're finally getting this project. Please be excited. That's funny. Well, say it was 20 years ago, it was 2009. Because that's when the books were released. And now we're getting the, the film version. So the premise in here is... Um, a competition in a faraway land between a dragon and a jet determined which will hold true superiority of the skies. Which that line alone makes me want to watch it. That sounds stupid. And anime should be stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I'll take this over an isekai, right? Like, this is on this. Just you got a jet and you got a dragon, right? Sci fi and fantasy. Let's and it's fight. A, and it's a film. So there's not going to be like a wasted time of like 25 episodes, you know, max two hours. It'll look great. I'm excited for this. Well, it should be fun. Uh, there was one other uh, new series you wanted to talk about, Onimusha, but I talked to Takeshi Miike. Yeah, I saw this when I was looking through the news this morning, and Takeshi Miike is a director who every film he does is memorable, for good or for ill, but he's never done an anime thing before. So I'm really interested that he's attached to an anime series, first of all, and then he's also, but he's listed as a chief director, which is kind of a bullshit title. It can mean anything from actively involved to his name is slapped on. He like gives some commentary here and there. But him moving to anime is interesting. Well, even just what they're doing here. Have you are you guys familiar with the Onimusha series and kind of what it does? Uh, I have not played Una, Onimusha. No. What about you, Vinny? I played maybe the first game I rented from um, Red Octane a million years ago. All right. So, but like the whole thing that they have done is they basically they team up with a real life actor and then they digitize them and you get to play as them, like playing a character in a game. So, you, you know, uh, for the first game, they had a very famous Japanese actor. Um, and then I know one of them had John Renault. And it was like a weird, like, there were two protagonists. And one was John Renault, the famous French actor. And the other character was a Japanese actor. But of course, like, that makes it really hard to, like, you know, do remakes and things or re-release them ever because you have to now deal with that talents, you know, the talent agency, and it's like a lot of money to get those rights back. But what they're doing for this animated project is they got the rights to dead uh, Mufune, Toshihiro Mufune, the famous samurai actor, and he's going to be the star of this uh, CG anime. Onimusha. 
Nice. So, you know, they're still at their bullshit, but if you're going to pick a samurai actor, you don't have there's there's few better choices. It's it's just funny. Do you guys look at that picture? Does does it look recognizably like Toshihiro Mifune with the art style they've chosen? I am and... not familiar enough with him to be able to answer that question. You know, he's like the seven samurai guy. He's in a ton of Well, uh, I, I know the name. I, just, I haven't seen any of those films. It looks like him. I get you can if you squint, you'll get it. I think it kind of looks like him. It's just really funny that again they must have spent a lot of money to get these rights, and it's like, oh yeah, it's like it kind of looks like him. Nice, great job. Uh, we have a number of release dates. Uh, Kubo won't let me be invisible. That is coming out January twenty twenty three. Tony Kawa Over the Moon. I think we already talked about that. Crunchyroll is going to be streaming that. That is November 22nd. Uh, Bochi the Rock was also in there. That's October 8th. Ursa Yatsura from Sentai uh, High Dive. That is October 13th. The Saints Magic Powers Omnipotent Season 2. For some reason, I tagged that. That is coming out in 2023. Eden Zero. That's one that I really like. Uh, that is from... Goodness, Hiromashima, that's his name. The, the creator of Rave Master and Fairy Tale. Uh, the first season came out on Netflix last April, uh, and the second season is coming out this uh, upcoming April. Uh, that is a very fun series, I thought. Uh, Chainsaw Man is getting a premiere at New York Comic Con. Uh, so that's pretty cool for, I guess, the people going to that. I am not among those. Uh, and then I think it will be on Crunchyroll the next day. I feel like we may have talked about that. Uh, My Hero Academia, the sixth season, is going to be airing for half of a year. That's uh, new, because they usually did 13-episode um, seasons, correct? Uh, they, I think the last few have been 24 or 26. But yeah, if it's half a year, that implies what, like 48 or 52 episodes? No, like 26. Is that... A, oh, yeah, you're right. A core is a quarter. Yeah, I suppose core would imply a quarter. Uh, yeah, four, so four, I guess... 52 weeks in a year. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we're getting uh, 20... 25... It looks like a couple of them were 25 episodes, so... Well, that's cool. Uh, hopefully that series gets more enjoyable. I found the last season to be boring. I've fully dropped my... I can't even watch it to hate watch it now. I, uh, I'm i done. <laughs> uh, me and Robo, Roboco, uh, that is a series of shorts based on a Shonen Jump uh, manga that is getting a December 4th premiere. Um, I I don't know if any of these other premiere dates stuck out to anyone. Uh, Mr. My noted sex past Akitaro Daichi. <laughs> oh, is it directed by him? Yes. Oh, very nice. I did not. Uh, I did not know that. Uh, we got a couple of film release dates. Laid back camp. The film is going to be screening in Japan, uh, September thirtieth, and then uh, Evangelion three point oh plus one point oh one is uh, coming out in America in December. That is what a full year after the film came out. And presumably that means we'll be getting a home release in 2023. Oh my God. Yeah, I suppose because uh, it came out on Amazon. Hey, it's still a lot less time than it took for us to get the the home release of 3.0. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, let's see. The only other stuff that I, uh, okay, I guess I have some delays that I tagged Hunter Hunter. Is getting its first new volume after four years. That is not surprising, considering we just got a bunch of new chapters. Uh, Bofuri, I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. Uh, that first season I thought was really cute. I did not realize that a second season had a date uh, announced, but it is going to be delayed until January of 2023. Uh, that is... It's one of those, like, in an MMO anime, but I thought it was... I think it's worth watching. It's it's very cute. Uh, and then I have some sales tagged. Uh, one Piece Film Red is still going strong seven weeks in a row at number one. Uh, and it says that 
after 46 days, they have topped 15 billion yen. That is pretty dope. Let's see. That is $103 million. Jesus Christ. Just a little bit. Uh, and then uh, we got some, uh, you know, just before little... we get to the miscellaneous, I want to, we skipped over one that I wanted to talk about really quick. Oh yeah. What a... um, if you were watching, it's in the new series category. Uh, if you guys were watching TGS or any of the related streams, they showed off some new kind of like IP and stuff. And mm-hmm. it turns out that one of those, uh, it was shown during the PlayStation live stream, but I think it's also coming to Xbox and PC. It's a series that is called Sin Duality. Okay. Well, apparently it's like, it looks like a weird post-apocalyptic mecha series. Uh, but the mechs are, the mecha are very small, you know, kind of like a little bigger than humans. It looks like that's getting an anime, which I was, uh, so if you are all interested, if you like that, uh, you know, the video game, then you'll be getting, uh, an associated show with it. So happy. Oh, there was one that I forgot to bold. It's very, very minor. It only takes like a couple minutes to watch. Uh, there was a CG anime short called Samurai Frog Golf, which uh, I found to be very fun, very quick. Not a whole lot to say about it, uh, but since it only takes a couple minutes and I thought it was good, I would recommend checking it out. It is a uh, no dialogue story, so you can just watch it right, uh, I guess, in the ANN page and not worry about you know being able to follow the Japanese or whatever. Here's the thing. You're a sound guy. I thought you'd hate it. It has really bad Foley effects. I watched it on my phone, and uh, so I did not pay attention. I was just listening to the whole time, and I'm like, man, like, what is this sound like? I'm like, this isn't good. <laughs> I just, uh, I just I thought you were going to roast it. No, I just watched the frog beat up birds with a golf club, and I thought it was fun. Um, I might have even had the sound off because I was watching it at work without headphones. Well, unfortunately, some of us have ears, JP. My bad. Uh, so I was going to watch, but now Kyle just said it's bad, so I can't be watched. Yeah, well, I guess. Oh, it's fine, but like, it's just that the sound effects, like, again, there's not really dialogue, so the sound effects are really stand out. So uh, the miscellaneous section has some pretty big, big news. Uh, I guess before we get into the elephant in the room, uh did you see the one piece gigantic book yeah it's people talking about it it's like uh some <laughs> like third party just like put all of the one piece volumes together and now has like the record for largest book but then like the publisher came out and said we didn't make that <laughs> um can't really read a book that's what is that like a hundred volumes jesus christ it's like twenty one thousand pages it just feels so p- bad for that book's spine like there's no <laughs> way you like if you open it you, you've basically broken it right i mean yeah it's i assume meant to be more of an art project than actually reading that on the train but break the spines in your book people yeah read them open them crack the spine uh, so the biggest piece of news, at least to me, is that uh, Crunchyroll is so anti-union that they don't even want to have a phone call with SAG. Uh, it came out a couple of days ago that Kyle McCarley, who plays the lead character in Mob Psycho 100, he was trying to negotiate a union contract for the upcoming season. They said, we don't want to have a union contract, but we'll pay you your union wage or maybe even higher. And he said, okay, how about this? We just have a meeting with SAG where you talk about a potential of having a contract in the future. No requirement to have a contract, no requirement to follow this contract. I just want to have a meeting. And they said no. And so he will not be reprising his role as the lead character in a very popular anime. And that is a big deal. Uh, This is something I talked about back in, I want to say 2018 or 2019, that something that would, I guess, jumpstart this type of, uh, like a bigger movement in the union 
is for a lead character in a big show to put their foot down and say no, and it's happening now. And uh, I don't know if it's going to lead to anything, uh, but it got a lot of people talking. Crunchyroll was trending for a few days on Twitter uh, because of this, which I don't see happen very often. Um, One thing that I thought was kind of funny is that we have Anime News Network, the biggest anime website, uh, English-speaking anime website, and yet all of these like exclusive interviews were going to Kotaku. Um, Isn't Kotaku owned by some larger... Oh, I'm sure. ...entity, I think, so that's probably why it's easier to... Yeah, I mean, Kotaku is a big... I mean, in terms of... Let's put it this way. Like, yes, Anime News Network is big within the anime community, but like it's still like a pretty small website. Kotaku is a really big kind of general, int- you know, like yes, they're mainly a video game site, but they have a big audience. Yeah, and so it is in terms of getting the word out there and getting people pissed, and like you know, getting ready to like you know, a lot of people I've seen have been canceling their Crunchyroll subscriptions, and the whole controversy even with that has been like this is really blown up in front of me. Uh, I guess Crunchyroll's face in a big way. It's it's funny because when you cancel your Crunchyroll account, it says stick around and support the industry. That's so fucked up. Like yeah, the fact it, that that's their way of doing it right now. When yeah, this is why people are canceling. Uh, I believe Crunchyroll put out a statement that said that they're going to be recasting Mob Psycho, which like it's not surprising that that would have happened anyway, because uh, I guess the previous seasons were dubbed. Uh, at bang zoom and they want to do everything in house now i don't really know how the crunchyroll dubs worked in the past i guess because uh they probably didn't have their own home studio they were outsourcing a lot of that stuff but now that they own funimation or vice versa now that funimation owns crunchyroll uh, it makes sense that they would move all of their dubbing operations uh, to this studio that they invested all of their money into Uh, but this really sucks and it's it's really fucked up that they won't even have a conversation, you know, because having just having a meeting doesn't require you to do anything other than just listen to each other and say, look, this is why we don't want to have it. And, you know, like, this is why you should. It's, you know, like they could even negotiate lower scale rates. They could do whatever. And they, they aren't even willing to have that that conversation. So this is part of the problem with Funimation having bought Crunchyroll because Funimation does have, I mean, the whole reason they're in Texas in the first place was to get around like union rules, right? It's certainly part of it. I think it also might've been where they were like the. Well, sure. I mean, I'm not saying it was the only, only reason, but like, let's not kid ourselves. That was a huge reason why. Oh yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of industries work out of Texas because it's cheaper. Texas, Georgia, a few other states. Um, but I will say that the community response to this has been really great. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, uh, because this also, I think, began a lot of people in like response, uh, voice actors and people started to be like, look, I'm going to be honest. This is how much I got paid for my entire voice acting role. And, you know, a lot of people look at voice actors and just like, oh, they're going around, all to the, they're going around to these cons. Maybe they're even asking for money or for signatures. And you know, like, oh, they're just, they think of themselves so highly. And it turns out, no, uh, they're just getting paid basically nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. Very, very little. I mean, have you guys seen some of the tweets going out from these voice actors? I am, I, I was not able to confirm this, but I saw somebody say that, um, what is, is it Goku? Is that Sean Schimmel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody said that Sean Schimmel played like a bit role on Paw Patrol and he made more money in that bit role than he has as all of his time as Goku combined. Yeah, for like 20 plus years. <laughs> and that's just wild. from like, again, because Paw Patrol's a union show and he gets residuals and he gets stuff. Uh, and a lot of even, you know, again, even smaller voice actors that were just like, hey, like I was one of the main voices on this huge series. And like, I got paid like a hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Total. If you ever talk to Kylie Bear, um, when he had a, a bit part in. Wreck-It Ralph, as one of the Street Fighter guys. He was like, yeah, every time they had to call me in, because they changed the script a little bit, I was getting paid for every time I did a recording. Even though those were like five minute long. 
uh, what was, was Union job but it made more uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero was a big one that came out a few months ago and I know that me and Evan Minto talked about this on the Union podcast we did uh, for No Name Anime uh, God what was that probably three or four months ago uh, where the actors were like, yeah, you know, I maybe got a hundred or three hundred dollars total, like period, across the board for this movie that went on to make like twenty million dollars or however much money it made. You know, they, like these big Shonen Jump movies are now, it's no longer this like niche thing with you know dorks trading tapes in their basement. Like Dragon Ball Super Superheroes was the number one film in America the weekend it came out. It, it's just it's fucking ridiculous what's happening and it's the fact that they were willing to pay kyle uh his rate or more means it's not about the money they just don't want to have anything to do with the union uh, no, i entirely agree with that i think it's you know they'll pay their star that much but will they pay everyone yeah that so it, i think it is comes down to it's not about the money for him necessarily but yeah. it's about the money for the full cast who would be making more yeah, well, it's, I mean, because they also, then they have a lot of other rules that they have to follow, too, like, length of sessions can be limited based on the content that is being recorded, uh, you know, there aren't uh, residuals for TV series, but I believe for anime films, there would be residuals, it's just, it's a, it's a whole mess. Um, I mean, the question I want to see is, what does the rest of the cast do? Yeah, it's it's yet to be uh, talked about what's going to happen. I know that he speculates that some other people may step down because uh, I think I think he was talked into making this public. Because normally mm-hmm. he said in his video, it's like normally if something like this happens, I just say sorry, I can't do this non-union job or this rate isn't working, and it just he moves on. But because he's the lead. In this, his fellow actors really encouraged him, like, this could be a really important moment. You know, like, this is uh, probably the first time this has happened that I can think of uh, where a lead role has been recast for such a, like, prominent series. Yeah, usually it'll have been like, oh, if that was up in New York and the next season's dubbed in L.A. or Texas or something. and Split across company, but this is the same, in, you know, on paper, the same company. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm trying to think of other series where like big roles, I guess Kagome changed actors, uh, but that's because the actress uh, previous had retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frieza has been recast a few times. Uh, I'm not sure why the first time, the other time uh, the actor unfortunately passed away, but that was the second person to play Frieza. Yeah, so, and again, a lot, you know, that was years difference between, when, you know, yes. when Chris Ayers took over, so. Uh, I'm trying to think of other big ones. I know we talked about Berserk. Uh, Berserk, I don't know if that is a union uh, production, but some people were concerned that now that Crunchyroll has this Berserk television series, if there's new footage, whether they're going to just redub the whole thing. Uh, because the movie has the original Berserk dubcast. Uh, so presumably they could just use that and then insert, you know, new recordings of the in-between stuff. But if they don't want to pay people's rates or sign union contracts, then, you know, they could just say, we're not going to dub this at all, or they could redub it. So not- Sean Schemmel was also in the Berserk movies then? He- Which makes sense, because Bangs oh, yeah. his guts in the hat, speaking of someone who's you know, worked with Funimation for a very long time. Uh, what is, I forget his character, but yes, he is in uh, Berserk. Okay. He yeah. plays one of the side, uh, mercenary characters. Yeah, the only thing I know that is like when I was at my first anime con, he was a guest there. And I, I know we're talking about a lot of his stuff in Berserk is I think media blasters brought him over. Uh, it's, it's funny. I was talking on Twitter about this, that, you know, anime fans have kind of a tenuous relationship with Netflix. We don't necessarily like how the binge model is being handled or how uh, you know they're holding shows hostage until they're complete or that we're not getting blu-ray releases or that things can just disappear but on the other hand they have done more for union dubs than any other company in the last you know probably decade or so Uh, they have their own union contract they were 
I think the ones that really started it, uh, from what I read, is they contacted SAG, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Also, they probably just already work with them. I assume it, that's how it works. They yeah. work coming in as an anime publisher. Yeah, that's how the industry is supposed to work. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not great. And then I, <laughs> there's two other not great Crunchyroll stories. Uh, maybe not as lengthy, but uh, Crunchyroll... Uh, some people noticed that some stuff that was free on streaming uh, is no longer free. And so uh, people reached out to them and said, hey, you know, what's going on? Why are these shows disappearing? And they said that they're rotating, you know, which shows are on their advertising uh, version, whatever, free with ads version of Crunchyroll. Uh, Because we talked about this a couple months ago, uh, that they were going to be limiting the anime that would be free with ads. And I guess that uh, catalog is starting to rotate more now that we're you know, several months removed from that original story. Uh, the other big crunchy roll piece of news, uh, this didn't get reported on by anime news network that I'm aware of, uh, maybe because it happened in Australia, but there was a crunchy roll expo in Australia and they sold more tickets than the venue allowed in terms of capacity. And so there was a world where you could, be waiting in line to get into the con and not get to go to the con that you paid to go to. Uh, that happened to, I don't know how many people, but it happened to a lot of people where they could not go to the convention because Crunchyroll sold too many badges. Uh, I'm going to so- hesitate on blaming Crunchyroll. I mean, I'm hoping they have a partner on this who um, fucked up, not necessarily just them, but obviously... Yeah, it sounds like it was partially... Dude, there was a systems glitch, apparently, that um, allowed this to happen. So this wasn't an intentional thing, but it definitely, like, especially because it sounds like there was a storm going on the whole time. So mm-hmm. people were outside and the elements having to deal with, Oof. like, yeah. all this shit at the same time. No, obviously, they, you're putting your name on it, so you do have some responsibility for it. But Yeah. Uh, my uh, understanding is that uh, there are refunds that are being processed. I don't know how they... Maybe you have to sign up for it because it, it it was like along the lines of if you did not get to actually go to the convention, you would be getting a refund. So maybe, oh, I suppose a lot of cons now, they scan a, a QR code when you get there. So maybe if you just never got scanned, you get your money back automatically. I don't know. I mean, that'd be nice. But I mean, there's been it feels like we're seeing more um, bad con management recently. Oh my God, yes. So it's not a good sign that People don't, and also, yeah, we can't just build more convention centers left and right. They're not the most useful building. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the other story that we have here, or the last story, is uh, what is this IGN that put out a top twenty-five best anime series of all time? Uh, Kyle, you found this. This kind of went viral a little on Twitter. <laughs> I haven't paid attention to the discourse, but I put the list down in our show notes. And, like, a lot of the stuff in here is good. I don't know if I'd call it the best of all time, but... That's the problem, right? I mean, honestly, this is the kind of thing where I think that they, like, what? They're hoisted on their own petard? If they, if they, in this title, if it were just, like, the top 25 best anime of, like, the, the recent seasons, that would be one thing. But when you put, of all time, yeah. and then most of it is within the past, like, five years and that's, nothing that's further than the nineties. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> when I was putting this list in our notes, it felt very much like a list that somebody our age made because most of this is stuff that was big when I was in high school. Yes. So this list, and I will, I will say in defense of it, it's a good list to look at things that have had a significant, meaningful moment in American anime fandom within yes. so the tsunami generation. And all and younger, because again, it's everything on here. I think is good or important. Not actually, I'm not everything on here is good. Dragon Ball Z is not a good show. <laughs> I'm a fan of it, not a good show. Yeah. Uh, what uh, one that was really surprising for me is Hajime no Ippo, and it ranked really, really high. It's at number yeah. five. Yeah, four and five are Hajime no Ippo and Monster, which like don't have a huge fandom. But I would both... say that Monster is one of the best anime of all time. Yeah, that, 
that should absolutely be on a top list. Like, Devil May Cry Baby could justifiably be on a top 25. Even Gil. I mean, I think that it's also, remember, this is a, IGN is a big, like, general, like, video game news. Like, it has a big, it's like Kotaku, right? It has a large audience that is maybe not looking at the stuff. Like, this is not their first love. This is not what the site was made to, do, to mm-hmm. deal with. But at the same time, I think that this is like, what journalistic malpractice almost of just like <laughs> how like you know like if i let's put it this way if gonzo.moe were today were to release the top 20 uh the top 25 video games of all time and all i listed were like i don't know mobile games and i you know what i mean or like i only mentioned stuff that were like i could play them on the switch and that was my criteria like i think people could justifiably be like yo maybe you shouldn't have done this like they, you know, like that's a kind of thing that I would expect from like an enthusiast website. Maybe not from a big popular site with, you know, people behind it who should like at least like you know. Again, they also have a lot of freelancers and stuff. Like, if you're going to be releasing a list, you should at least have people who know what the fuck they're talking about. Top twenty-five, My Little Pony, greatest pony moments. Like yes. Uh yeah, this is something. Oh, there was a Gonzo Studio Gonzo news. They're having a story writing contest for their samurai NFT project. I don't have anything Ooh. to really say about it, but I feel contractually obligated to bring up Gonzo. Of <laughs> and course. to also say NFTs are stupid. Uh that's just about all the news. We have our tsunami ratings from the last two weeks. Uh September 10th saw a lot of growth and a lot of reverse growth. Uh, Primal, uh, it looks like, uh, lost quite a bit. But Yashihime uh, gained 30,000 more people. Uh, what else? A weird one, Attack on Titan had a higher ratings. Uh, but uh, for the most part, it's pretty standard. And then September 17th, it uh, looks like there was a Batman movie night. Um, usually those do fairly well, but actually, uh, they're not doing too much better than the normal Toonami stuff. That's, that's funny. Well, who the oh. fuck is until 2.30 in the morning to watch Batman Mask of the Phantasm? I mean, that's fair. Like, anyone who wants to watch that is, like, at least 27. Yeah. The youngest. It's just, uh, usually they're, Mar- uh, not Marvel, they're DC marathons do really well. Um, then we have our Right Stuff Top 10. Uh, for this past week uh, for Blu-ray. We have the case study of Vanitas Season 1, uh, Girls Unpanzer, Das Final, Finale, uh, Part 3 at number 9, Goshigan, The Time Ettringer at number 8, uh, Goshigan, I guess, the TV series. TV series at number 7, Vivi Florite, uh, I Song at number 6, Demon Slayer, uh, Entertainment District, Arc, Standard Edition Blu-ray, at number five, Banished from the Heroes Party, I Decided to Live a Quiet Life in the Countryside, Limited Edition. At number four, My Hero Season 5, Part 2. At number three, Dragon Ball Super, the Complete Series Steelbook. At number two, and then weirdly, Mashoku Tensei, Season 1, Part 1, uh, Limited All Edition. All of these are Funimation titles. There must have been a sale. Um, or mo- most of them are. Yeah. Uh, most of them, rather. It's like Girls in Panzer is uh, Sentai, and obviously yeah. Gun is Dismatech. Uh, uh, over at Manga uh, Berserk, the giant ones are kind of dominating the chart. Uh, spot number 10, 8, 6, 5, 4, and 3 are all the uh, big hardcover releases. Chainsaw Man Volume 3 is at number 9. Apothecary Diaries uh, Volume 6 is at number 7. And then Spy Family uh, and One Piece, a manga box set are at the 2 and 1, respectively. And then our DVDs. Uh, UFO Ultra Maiden Valkyrie Season 2 at number 10, Aquarian Age at number 9, Roroni Kenshin New Kyoto Arc at number 8, Chance Pomp Sessions, Jesus, uh, at number 7, uh, Gunbuster 2 DVD 3 at number 6, Nighthead Genesis at number 5, Gunbuster 2 DVD 2 at number 4, Gotcha Man Collector's Edition Box at 2 at number 3, Pita 10 at number 2, and then Pat Labor, the movie Ultimate Edition. At number one, one day I'm going to learn how to say W-X-I-I-I. Wasted 13. Wasted 13. Oh, so, okay. 
yeah, that's a show. Gondoramoe News Broom. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. I don't know. Download it on your favorite podcatcher. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. We should just review Wasted 13 someday on uh, the no name. Yeah. As a bit. I haven't seen any Pat Labor. Oh, the OVA and movies are real good, actually. If I watch it out of context, will it make any sense? You, I've, I've only seen the movies, the first two. That's all oh, I've seen. I, you know, I have the series. I just haven't watched it yet. I've watched the OVA. It's seven episodes, mix of comedy and drama. It's like Oshi at his best doing what he's good at is action and comedy. Yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, everything I've seen of Oshi's, it's like, damn. Like, we need more from him. And I'm apparently best. we're getting more. Hooray. Garm Wars? Haven't Apple seen Garm Wars, but obviously I know it's a meme. Well, uh, thank you two for potting with me. Happy to pod anytime. I have to do some post-production now, so I will talk to you two later. Have fun. Uh, Later. Bye-bye.